This, this, this is KUT. KUT, Austin. Stop. This is KUT. I'm Jennifer Staten. A global pandemic, the police killing of George Floyd, protests and demonstrations against police brutality and systemic racism, a looming presidential election involving one of the most divisive presidents in history. We're embarking on a summer unlike any in decades. And it comes in a year that's already seen a presidential impeachment, school disrupted, and record unemployment because of COVID-19. Many children and their parents or adult caregivers enter this summer hurting, angry, and worried. So I asked Central Texas neuropsychotherapist Janice Rockman for some ideas about how adults can help children through this summer after a challenging and uncertain school year. She's a mother herself and told me over Zoom the best way is to stay real and remember to help ourselves, too. We get to not be perfect and we get to not to try and pretend that we are. We have to look at this ideal self, this perfect person that we think we should have all the answers. We should be able to cross all the T's, dot all the I's, have everything organized, comfort our children, comfort ourselves, comfort our neighbor and never fall apart. Look, (laughs) It is okay to let down and cry. It is okay to take a long walk. And it's okay to tell your child, it's okay to tell your three-year-old, your 13-year-old, or your 30-year-old, I don't know. But what I do know is that whatever comes our way, we're going to give our very best and we're going to get through it together. That you know for sure. I imagine it's tough for lots of parents and adult caregivers not to have those answers. And it's tough for kids not to get a firm or specific answer. It's got to be so hard on on both ends of that equation. I think, Jennifer, you and I have probably talked before about setting up healthy interpersonal relationships and moving away from complete independence, where it's like me against the world and I don't need anyone, but also moving away from codependence. And to be very frank, and I say it in the most loving way that I can, but it's very direct, I think a lot of times as parents, we cultivate very highly codependent relationships. And then we send our adult children out into the world learning to have an inordinate amount of need and dependence on other people and not trusting their own gut. This is a really good opportunity, I think, to set up healthy interdependence to where you're teaching them, like, no, you don't run to any one person, any one government, any one institution, any one man, any one woman for all the answers. And some of those answers are going to come within. Remember, children, as well as anyone that's in your care, to some extent, we all neural mirror each other. So they're going to be picking up on your energy. So if you are uh, feeling um, unworthy and incapable and frantic within because you don't have all the answers, more than anything, they'll pick up on that. But if you tell them, look, I don't know. This is what I do know. Do you have any other questions or ideas? I've seen a lot of children just walk away and be like, oh, okay, well, keep me posted. And you're surprised. Sometimes we project a lot of that anxiety onto them. So you have permission to say, I'm not sure, but as soon as I know, you'll know. And then just know, even with all the routines and all the letting go, you still may have really tough days where you just want to just cry. And you can take a longer shower and do that, or you can put the children to bed early. So you can do that. You can call a good friend and just let down or reach out to a healthcare professional. So it's going to be an ebb and a flow. Because of the way the school year went, students didn't get to see really their teachers or their classmates to say goodbye like they Mm -hmm. normally might. And of course, seniors Mm -hmm. didn't get the traditional rituals of graduation and all that comes along with that. How can parents and adult caregivers help children 
process those mm-hmm. losses. One of the greatest gifts that you can give them is to open up your heart and your mind to expand it to be large enough to be able to hold space for their grief. I think it's a very American um, idea, like when the going gets tough, the tough get going, let me help fix this. But I want you to get that it's not your role to fix their pain. I think that it's more important that you sit with them and that they feel safe to cry, to talk about, to complain about, to experience anger. Some of your young, young people or your children, they may not show it as sadness, they may show it as anger. But anger is a secondary emotion. It's still derived in deep sadness and disappointment and loss. So you may just have to expand your heart and your capacity to hold space for their disappointment and not to try and say, oh, well, look at the bright side. Oh, well, at least consider this. Oh, well, maybe next year. Just really tell me more about that. Oh, that that sounds really tough. I wonder if also part of helping young people process the losses and grief that have been happening during this period is that we also probably need to give ourselves space to do that too. Yeah. And anyone can look up online the stages of grief. There's denial, there's anger, there's bargaining. Well, if I would have done this, maybe it would have turned out like that. Um, And eventually we want to work the acceptance, but I also want to let you know, if you're listening, you're like, well, I did grieve it, but I'm feeling it again. It may come in waves sometimes. And I really do believe as practitioners in the healthcare field, we are taught we can only take our patients and clients as far as we ourselves are willing to go in our own work. And I think that is so true for any person, whether you're a parent or not. We, you can only take somebody as far as you're willing to go. It occurs to me, we've been talking a lot about what parents and adult caregivers can do to help children during this time. But what about the other way? What can children and young people do to help things go better at home, especially as they're out of school and their time is shifting? What can younger folks do to help make things go better? In order to to maintain a healthy society, we have to get back into a collective mindset and move away from individualism and self-centeredness. So this is a really beautiful opportunity to say to your children, like, hey, like, I need help sometimes too. Actually, every day, you know, I probably could use some support with something. So, hey, why don't you start checking in with dad? Why don't you start checking in with mom? Or if you're a caregiver um, and that person is able to do so, hey, can you check in with me and just see if there's something that, that, um, that I might need some help with? Because I do need help and I'm, and I'm happy that we're in this together. The other thing is you can actually create some new chores where you say like, hey, I know that you used to do X, Y, and Z, but now it would be so helpful if you added laundry to that or the trash or can you just go out and get the mail or you feed the dog. And it gives a sense of autonomy and a sense of self-efficacy for children and for people that live under the same roof, regardless of the age, to say, yeah, I can take that on. Let me help shoulder that. Janice Rockman is a neuropsychotherapist with the Central Texas Private Practice, J-Rock Therapy. And Janice, thank you so much for your time and discussion today. Always a pleasure, Jennifer.